The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Navigating the journey called life doesn't get any easier as we move through it, but we can learn from what we have within us to make it more enjoyable in the long run. Welcome to Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Your host is Alexandra Janelli. In our program, we set out to provide you with the undiscovered wisdom within you to handle even life's bumpy spots. Now, here is the host, founder and practitioner of Theta Spring, Alexandra Janelli. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Sherpa Show with your host, Alexandra Janelli. Today, we have a special guest who does something very unique, which is becoming more and more prevalent uh, within the alternative health and wellness industry. And someone that I actually recently got a treatment from that was quite unique, interesting, and very helpful. And what's been interesting in terms of having worked with him, uh, and he is a actual sound therapy practitioner and musician, is as I've been developing my hypnosis app, I wanted to layer in binaural beats, which are two different beats played at two different hertz that create this very meditative sound environment for your mind. And I had never really thought much about the idea of sound therapy until I was introduced to Nate through a friend of ours, Sherry Off. And so I had to have a do a trade with him and I actually was so impressed and intrigued with his story that I wanted to actually bring him on to the Mental Sherpa show to share it with you guys. And so today I wanted to introduce our guest, Nate Martinez. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And I was hoping you could just start by telling people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, I work with sound uh, pretty much in every aspect of my life. I have been a professional musician for 20 years. Um, in that time, I've toured around the, the country and the world. I've performed and recorded with well-known artists and artists that you've never heard of. And about six years ago, I started um, a lot of uh, things in my life started falling apart, and I started exploring and kind of going deep into the forest. Some people might refer to it as sort of like your dark night of the soul. But um, in the process of it, I started exploring shamanism uh, and started studying shamanism uh, extensively. And through that, I found myself being led to a sound therapy program uh, here at the Open Center in New York. And I went through that program a few years ago. And ever since then, I've been acclimating all of these different skill sets that I've learned over my life, including uh, intuitive healing and some polarity therapy uh, in a practice that I started a few years ago called NTM Sound Healing. And I work with individuals and groups um, offering a variety of treatments, um, everything from a sound bath for public uh, offerings or uh, private offerings for groups, individuals, and individual sound therapy treatments. Um, so that's the long short of where I've come from 
and where I am today. Amazing. For those of my listeners who might not know, what exactly is shamanism and how does one study that? Because it sounds very unique. It is. And it's some, I, you know, it's something I think a lot of people look at it as, um, is, it a, is it a form of religion? What is it? And there's a lot of answers. I think it predates religion as really sort of uh, a useful skill set to interface with all of the things in life that exist outside of our current understanding of, of reality. So there are, it's, it's, intricately uh, weaved into uh, the spirit realm okay um, and energy and so you know if you date it back to the Mongolians were actually the first sort of people who started exploring this but it's probably existed since we became cognizant of uh, experiencing alternative realities without you know, in South America, you have uh, shamans and cultures that utilize plants as a way of sort of interfacing with the spirit realm. Um, but it, for, for the longest time, it's also been through drumming, right. inducing trance. You said binaural beats, right? Yep, so of course. what that is, is you have two very close uh, frequencies that, that basically be the, the fundamental tone in between those very close frequencies induces entrainment and so mm -hmm. when that happens your your right and left hemisphere sort of they sync up and they go you can easily sort of move into a trance-like state meditative state however right. you want to call it and I think when we did sound therapy together what was so interesting is the way that you played these two pitchforks or tuning forks, tuning forks yeah. was it almost felt like when they were played right next to my head it was almost like my my mind just like floated just above me I felt very aligned. Yeah, it, like within my mind, synced up. very quickly. It was yeah. it was quite interesting. So, the sound has been around forever. Well, exactly. I mean, if you think about in nature, um, you know, animals. How do they communicate? They communicate through through sound. They've done it since their the beginning of their existence, and they do a fine job of operating in this world that we know so little about. And as far as, uh, do you want me to talk about? Yeah, go sound, ahead. Sound where like how integrated it is in our in our life. Right, of course. So, you know, I think when we think about you, you say the word sound. I think people uh, split it up into two parts: music and noise. Right. And for the most part, um, the music is is perceived as a form of entertainment. Um, in that entertainment, we also have these, you know, very profound experiences that make us feel an emotional way. Mm -hmm. uh, we might like it, we might hate it. It evokes something in us. Right. It's um, like jazz for me. When I listen to it, it just sounds like chaos. Right. It's like all there's no harmony to it, which drives my mind like crazy. Right. It's and we funny. can get into that. So that's there's different elements as as they relate to particular types of music. Um, but what happens with sound is that if you, if you sort of like pull yourself out of just looking at sound as music and noise and you look at sound as it exists before it reaches those places, you get 
just the this wide world of sound that you know Pythagoras um, going as far back as him you know right. thousands of years ago utilized sound as a treatment you know it was like it was considered medicine you know hmm. it, throughout the throughout time it it has sort of been curtailed and and marginalized as like some means of entertainment but also always tied in with a spiritual element as as we look at all of religions they have music as it relates to how they express themselves in their beliefs right and so um but when but sound exists sound is like the raw material i was going to ask you the first question that came to my mind is how would you dis- define sound like What's the definition of sound? Is it just a noise? Is it a hertz? Is it a... I mean, I guess it could be anything, but I'm curious from your perspective. It could be, it could be anything. I think that um, what, what it is, is it's frequency. And mm-hmm. that gets organized by a variety of ways. So you have it when you get into temperament, which is a way, there are a variety of ways that you split up these frequencies. In Indian music, it's split up into t- like 22 notes. Western, you know, it's it's 12 chromatic notes. Right. And the ma- majority of us in, in in the world only perceive sound as you know 12 notes. But there are microtones that exist in between these notes. So it's infinite, almost. It's infinite. It's like a color. We've we've deduced it into what feels the best harmonically. So ah. that's been sort of the currency. Of so we've it. limited it. <laughs> we in, yeah, in some ways, right? Because we want to feel good, you know. Right. Um, but what what, um, what sound is is all of this sort of this matter that exists before the intention, and then what you get is you, when when you have a specific intention, you organize the frequencies and the ideas and the rhythms. And then it becomes like arrangement and harmony. And then, then you get into really focused music. So in regards to sound therapy, uh, if you utilize that statement of it's about the intention, uh, how, how does that work? The intention of sound therapy is to do what for a person? Well, that really is up to the individual. And then, that's the thing I think that, you know, when you, there's a, more and more research coming out about sound you know ultrasound sound in general and waves mm-hmm. um that is going to continue to happen as we continue to explore artificial intelligence and right but the you're never going to be able to say that this one frequency does this thing okay you know? it's kind and of like medicine i mean in the term of everyone has a different loading dose everyone will be affected by it differently exactly okay some person is going to have you know by using two intervals um some somebody might have a, a feeling of bliss the other person might unravel and have some sort of like some trauma from the past revisit them you know it's it's too hard to right it's kind of like a smell right it's like fresh cut grass to me just smells so refreshing and luxurious and yet to someone else it might remind them of a horrible experience that they had some other place so it all so it really is still rooted in that sort of subconscious place within the mind of how you're affected by like what meaning i guess you place around certain sounds exactly so when i work with groups um you know i i I sometimes suggest coming in with an intention 
oftentimes people have already decided that since they've signed up to the experience they clearly have an intention and the intention might be as simple as I'm stressed I want to explore this opportunity to see if it actually shifts my relationship to my current stress um, so it really depends on the circumstance how interesting yeah and for you what have been some of as you know you've gone through a lot of different trainings that have led you to where you are now you were based in music before mm-hmm. you got into sound therapy uh, what type of music if you don't mind me asking and getting to know the the prior life of uh, Nate sure yeah and it still exi- I still work with artists I have a studio um, I studied uh, Jazz in ah, my favorite. College. <laughs> <laughs> you would love it. Oh, yeah, um, some of it. <laughs> so, I, I yeah, in college I studied jazz. I was a jazz performance major. Uh, I have studied classical jazz. Um, when I got out of school, I I just left all of that information and wanted to start getting back into playing music that I had a like a like a a, a more long-standing connection to and so it was everything I've played you know folk music rock music electronic music I've um, I've performed with and recorded with the national which is a current modern-day band they've been around for almost 15 years and um, Bob Weir, uh, one of the members of the Grateful Dead. Uh, I had a band for a very long time, uh, indie rock band. All all different kinds of music. I don't I don't really focus on one genre. Do you feel drawn to any particular types at the moment, given what you've gone through with sound therapy? No, I don't actually, and I don't really listen to that much music. Hmm. I work on it often with other artists and I help produce and help them with their sort of creative dreams and help them get from point A to point B. Uh, I don't actively seek out um, listening to to music on a regular occurrence. Has your feeling towards music now that you are a sound therapist changed? At one point it had a very different meaning for you, it Mm -hmm. sounds like, as you went through training and school for jazz very different yeah Yeah. every every show I I I don't know if this is going to be you know there might be somebody that says that that thought doesn't make any sense at all but I I look at uh, music and all of the different genres Uh, now this is post my all my training and my life experience and the point I'm at now I look at all these different genres as essentially little houses, little religions. They all have their structure, they have a belief system, mm-hmm. and you can, you can manipulate the belief system and the structure a little bit, but at the end of the day it falls within it, or it doesn't. Right. And I think that as a creative individual as well, it can be stifling sometimes by operating in some of those environments. And so the thing that I appreciate about my experience and everything that I've learned over the years is that you, you, that I understand how to exist in those genres, but I much prefer to exist out in the ether outside of each of those 
right. spaces. So is that would that necessarily mean that you're letting go of those belief systems altogether uh, or conglomerating your own belief system? Well, I think it just comes back to the idea of raw material. Right. You know, and and uh, obviously when, when I'm going into an environment, now this is more on the musician side of my life. Yep. But if I'm going into an environment and I recognize what's what wh- what is being organized in that uh, in that song or in that album, I can approach it accordingly or also have the ability to help shift it in a way that somebody else might not be considering. Right. Um, so it's 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 been a a, a lifelong learning of how you can be more fluid and understand what exists outside of the structure. Sure. And I think when we come back from the break, what we're going to begin to dive into is to talk about a sound therapy treatment. And Nate actually brought a bunch of his tools, instruments, I'm not even sure what to call them, um, that he's going to sort of show us how the sound sounds. So stay tuned. And when we come back from the break, we'll be rejoined with Nate Martinez. We'll be right back. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. We go through all kinds of challenges in life. How we deal with them is a different story. If we carry them on our shoulders, we can experience health problems, relationship issues, and other negative aspects these challenges can pose. Jeanette Abney's Precious Predicaments is here to help you pick up and sort out the pieces through education and encouragement. You don't have to live in fear and pain. Let's find solutions together. Precious Predicaments is heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, 
please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aginelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Welcome back to The Mental Sherpa. Today we have our guest, Nate Martinez, who is a sound therapy practitioner and musician. And Nate, before we went on the break, we were going to actually introduce right now in this new segment what a sound therapy session looks like and then get into a bit of the instruments and tools that you utilize during them. And so I was hoping you could maybe just quickly walk through if someone came to work with you, what a session looks like, where are you, describe the environment, is it at their home, in a, you know, in a group, or how does that work? Well, there's uh, essentially three opportunities the way that I uh, approach uh, working with sound, one is a uh, a public group sound bath, mm-hmm. which I host. Uh, I host these weekly at a variety of different places, and I can share that info sure. in a little bit. Um, the other is uh, private sound baths for individuals or groups, and those happen either at uh, my home, uh, the in- the individual's home, or I also work with. Uh, businesses corporate environments where i will travel to the the work environment and offer wow i'm well. so impressed that corporate businesses are starting to utilize practitioners like yourself i love that yeah the world is changing isn't it it is <laughs> it is and it's i think it falls right in line with uh you know meditation it's just whatever the means is just offering some you know wellness opportunity for the employees as certainly certainly um so those those are as far as the sound bath goes those are the opportunities that i i, I offer and then i do a sound therapy treatment the sound therapy treatment which you experience mm-hmm. is a little bit different so I'm not using uh, m- many different instruments like I do with the, the sound bath. I'm using uh, a few select instruments, okay. including uh, biosonic tuning forks. Yep. Uh, I use. Uh, I may use a Himalayan singing bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might include a f- uh, this shamanic frame drum that I use. Uh, also, osteophonic tuning forks, and those are lower frequency that... They actually get applied to specific points on your body, similar to the way that acupuncture is with meridian yes. points. I, and I remember you doing that with me. You hit, you slap the fork and place on a very particular part of my arm or leg or head. Or, or foot. Or Could, foot. Yeah. So uh, the way that the I offer my sound therapy treatments is it always begins with a conversation of how are you feeling, you mm-hmm. know, and if anybody wants to share any information, and then... We get started and we work on some breath work and I immediately begin with some polarity therapy work, which is essentially, you know, I I begin by holding, you know, your ankles uh, for a little while. And what that ultimately is, is some energy work and it's rerunning your your own current, your Mm -hmm. own energy back into your body. And it's very, very relaxing. So you become the conduit of that energy, meaning? Exactly. Okay. It's yours. But it's going left to right or right to left or however. Correct. A little bit different than Reiki, but it is, there's obviously similarities. Sure. So after that, uh, we're just diving into what your story is and what's going on. There's intuitive things that I'll tap into that it might be that I'm drawn to a particular place on your body where I'll do some work. Uh, The, there's, you know, the osteophonic tuning forks, those are placed on those specific parts. It could be a, 
a, a, a, an area of your arm, a bone, tissue. Um, it might not include those at all. Uh, but what it is, it's a combination of utilizing sound and energy work to help you shift your experience so right. that you find whatever whatever you're looking for. I love it that might- the word energy always comes up when I'm talking with clients and especially in sound therapy because, you know, everything is made of energy. Correct. Everything is vibration. And I right? think we forget that. Right. That we are energy. This is energy. That is energy. The energy we put out yeah. and the energy we get back. And this is really helping focus in on that. Right. So, and not only that, but the, it's not it's not some flighty, esoteric idea about energy. It right. literally is vibration. So every single thing that we're doing is vibration. I mean, we, every thought that we emit is being, it's it's emitting out. We are sending and receiving into the world. Like from a shamanic point of view, we're, mm-hmm. we're dreaming this, this reality into being by literally our intention and right. our thought and our actions. And I, as we always say on the Mental Sherpa show, as I explained to you before, you know, it, once you work on your core, the world around you begins to shift and you, it's like a lens in the way you see the world. And so as you get to know yourself better, you show up in the world very differently and the world receives you very differently. Of course. And it's all about the energy exchange on, in many ways. Exactly. So getting into the whole, this whole concept of sound therapy and why it's beneficial and for many profound is we have to rewind back to the beginning of our existence. For all of us, it's before we could remember, but as we were in our mother's wombs, we were experiencing vibration on a every single moment. Sure. We were experiencing vibration as far as the intake of our mother's lungs and her exhale, uh, the blood moving through, we have the heartbeat. And the fluid, right, too? Flu- all different all kinds around. of fluids. You have digestion. You also have her voice. Yep. First, her voice, which is bone conduction. That's actually, so it, it, we think of our voice only existing in our, our throat area. But it literally, anytime we speak, we have bone conduction, which actually moves the vibration throughout our whole skeletal being. So, so funny. That, I've never thought of any of that until you just mentioned it. I'm like, wow, of course your bones would be a conductor. Absolutely. I mean, and when you walk around the city or any environment and there's a loud truck that goes by, you know, we're hearing that or also feeling, feeling it. it. It's literally moving. Waves move from the impact of the vibration through what whatever material, if it's a sidewalk or a grass or whatever, but it eventually gets to move up through our It really body. does, doesn't it? So th- I think when when we get into the idea of sound as a form of therapy, everybody has such a profound relationship to sound just because we can't turn our ears off, you know? But that's our that's only our auditory system. We right. hear through our whole body. Yep. So when we get into energy and the energy work, uh, as it correlates to the sound therapy, it's, I think we're just beginning to scratch the surface from a from a scientifically supported point of view that you know we agree that we have a biofield that exists outside of our being right you know, it that's what western medicine calls it sure you know 
And I think what's great is in terms of what you're you're doing, you're bringing people back into their body, right? Like I know when I do a hypnotherapy with clients, I say, just first listen to the world around you, right? Get in touch with the sounds of your environment, even though your eyes are closed. And then just as you can listen with your ears, we can listen with our body because so many people... You know, whether you've grown up overweight or you've suffered emotional trauma or you're just anxious, you don't want to be in your body. But life is experienced through the body and there becomes this disconnect. And so part of my job is reconnecting the mind and the body as one. Yeah. And so it sounds like a lot of what your work does also is begins to draw people back into the core even though it can be an uncomfortable place because they are experiencing certain emotions and that sounds like you're setting up the intention at the beginning of what's going on in the body that maybe is drawing you out to bring you back in to find that peace to experience the world differently too. Exactly. And so in the same way that, uh, you know, sound, it, 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 it assists and helps facilitate that reconnection by right. providing a safe environment, but it's also literally the sounds themselves working do I mean waves do very interesting things yeah and so it is the combination and it's the same way that I always explain is if we talk about the sound baths for a moment yeah what is a sound bath so it's different than sound I mean I guess it's under the umbrella of sound therapy it's just different than a sound treatment yeah okay people have coined the term sound bath for some time I if if it could be corrected. I think sound meditation is actually much more apt, but it is uh, it's a, it's a it, an experience where you you come in. It's typically an hour and a half. You lie down uh, on your back, and I always encourage people to bring an eye mask, mm-hmm. and you basically are led through this experience of sound. And there's a variety of different instruments. Every facilitator uses different instruments and they use different approaches but the the concept is you are being uh, introduced to a variety of sounds and frequencies and essentially it is in the same way that meditation works it takes it takes discipline and it takes between 15 and 18 minutes to get to that optimal state where you're actually starting to receive the benefits of the meditation so, so it's, it's not fast <laughs> no but that, but it my, is relatively <laughs> but meditation isn't either correct so that last three minutes if you talk about 20 21 minute meditation that last three minutes is really your optimal portion yeah. of the meditation that's where you really begin to gain the benefits and now the thing with a sound bath or a sound meditation is that you know that if it being an hour and a half and it takes people 15 to 20 minutes to calm that over analytical overactive mind which your mind that's what it's trained to do then you're getting an hour and 10 minutes of that optimal experience wow because what people end up doing is they realize the mind just begins to quiet down it can't try and decipher or just or uh extract what's happening and it just begins to fall and and entrain into what's happening. It sounds very much like hypnosis. I mean, meditation, they're all very similar where you're kind of letting the mind get overstimulated. I always say that the subconscious mind is accessed first by relaxation of the body and then you get into the mind. But your conscious mind is where your logic, reason, deductive reasoning is. And it's kind of like a net, a tightly woven net that Mm -hmm. everything I'm saying to you gets caught in the net and taken off to be processed 
But as you begin to relax, just as when you fall asleep, that netting begins to open up and everything just begins to flow into the subconscious where your emotions, your behaviors all reside. All reside. Yes. So you're getting people into that state to be open to this reorganization or as we say in hypnotherapy, reassociation that have been linked in. Yeah. So that's an it's amazing. There's so everything shows up everywhere in funny ways, right? It, it does, and you know what ends up happening, uh, which I'm sure you 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 know you've had clients talk about, is abstractions begin. Sometimes it's very literal in the way that you might recall some memory that you've associated with a trauma, mm-hmm. and it comes back. But you have this. You're in this environment where it's it's safe to maybe look at you know and, and the way that i always explain uh these experiences that it it's it's coming up you were led there because you're ready to actually to let it go let it go and you can see it from another perspective versus experiencing it firsthand which is very traumatic and you don't know any different right versus having distance from it and seeing it maybe from a third party perspective of like oh knowing what i know now it doesn't hold the same weight and it can be released. Right. In addition to that, what ends up happening is that people, um, you know, in not every instance will people have some reconnection to an emotional trauma. It, 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 it's not, it's just if the, if it, if the person is ready. Sure. Uh, other, other experiences that people have had, uh, it could just be that you start visualizing lots of different colors. It could be just a very visual, sure. abstract experience. It could be uh, come in the form of uh, animals and various beings. And that's where I, I you know, I, it's it's easy for me to have a conversation about that just because that ties right into the whole concept of shamanic journeying. Sure. Um, and in terms of the sound bath, it's. So hypnotherapy, if if we took what you and I both do and place them parallel to each other, I'm there to provide the framework of an experience through words, right? Like I want you to think about or be curious about what it might be like to have this experience or, you know, and then I sort of help guide people to where they want to be based on what we've talked about. Is it correct to say that with sound therapy in that hour and a half that you're working once the mind's relaxed, the music will naturally guide them to wherever they are meant to be without having that pre-conversation? Exactly. So the music's the guide to whatever they're meant to experience, whereas in my job, I'm there to guide them to that experience to almost, and then whatever they do with that is what they... Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And so... uh yeah, that's the uh, that's the what a sound bath or sound meditation experience is is, is like. It's a uh, journey of sound. It is a journey of sound. Wherever you need to go, you will be led. Right, and yeah. I guess whatever's coming up that you might not even be consciously aware of will come up. Will have the space to come up then, without the conscious mind being like, avoid, don't go there. Right. In some instances, people mm-hmm. still fight that, though, in the way that they fight it even in, you know, a session that, you know, they actually are aware of it and talk about it. Emotional still, intolerance. Yeah. I it's mean, too painful or the mind hates pain. It, it does. It's never pleasant. But as far as, you know, growth is concerned, I think that's the thing where there's been so many more people who have been seeking out this experience, which is, I consider, anytime anybody makes a decision that they want to explore something 
because they are seeking a release, a shift in perspective. It's all a good thing right. for themselves and for the world. Right. Gosh, and here we are like at our break time, but I told my listeners, I promised them sound. So when we come back from this break, guys, I promise we're going to listen to some sounds that Nate's going to play for us. Uh, and we'll be right back. It's time to do all of those things that you always said you'd do in your life. What's stopping you? Is it other people, your environment, fear? What could give you a push? Tune in to Raising the Bar with Amy Bredo. Our show is all about taking risks and turning them into positives and personal gain. We'll help your inner voice speak up and get you out of that comfort zone. Raising the Bar can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aginelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Metal Sherpa Show. Welcome back from the break, everybody. This is your host, Alexandra Janelli, here with Nate Martinez, who is a sound uh, therapy practitioner and also musician. We're going to get into hearing some of the sounds, and I apologize if it might come through too loud or not well enough, but you can always go and look up Nate and what he does on N as in Nancy, T as in Thomas, M as in Mary, like and then soundhealing.com, which is where you can find him. And you can always find him here practicing in New York and probably uh, maybe some other cool places too that he'll tell us about at the end of this segment. So Nate, I pass this now over to you to do a little of the sound and tell us what you're holding. I'm holding a uh, Himalayan singing bowl. This is a antique singing bowl. Uh, and it's made from uh, a few different metals. Uh, these have existed for a very long time and in uh, 
that whole region of the Himalayas, particularly in Tibet, oftentimes people say Tibetan singing bowls, yep. but it's actually more apt to call it a Himalayan singing bowl just because I see. it's more of a region and not just focused on just Got it. Tibet. But these had two practical uses. One, it's a bowl, so people would put, you know, seeds or something, water, that they needed to transport from point A to point B. They may have even eaten in these. Yep. But they've also been used for a very long time uh, as a form of medicine. And okay. so the way that these work, and these differ from crystal singing bowls, quartz crystal singing bowls, which I also use, uh, these provide a complex series of overtones that happen. And basically what an overtone is, is when you strike, a, when you make a sound from an instrument that can produce overtones, you're getting, uh, if, if you were to look at it on a diagram, it would actually, they call it the Fibonacci sequence, which you have, it, that's also considered pi, right? So it's like this infinite thing that happens. Right. You make an impact, a wave begins, and then it, and it, and it continues to sort of sp spiral out in the same way that if you look at certain seashells, right? Sure. So it's kind of like the butterfly effect of like a flap of a butterfly's wing in one place actually causes a chain reaction that can happen halfway across the world. Okay. Simil good good concept. Not the, the same. <laughs> it, well, it, the, thi the thing, it, yes, that there is truth to that. Uh, it's the intention, right? Right. But also that we get to hear, we have a, a, a range that we can hear things. I see. But... Just because we can't hear it doesn't mean that it doesn't continue to go. Got it. Okay. So it just, right. It keeps going. It, same way we were just talking about time. Mm -hmm. Time is right. similar. There's a range in which we can hear things, but it doesn't mean that something's not happening Correct. outside of that range. Okay. So there's two ways that this instrument works. There's striking it uh, with a mallet, and there's also singing it. So I'd like okay. to just ex give an example of singing it first. Perfect. Yeah, please. probably hear like a low hum have been using these bowls to invoke meditation. Uh, there's a variety of ways that these have been used in a few different cultures. And I use these uh, in my sound therapy treatments and also in the sound baths and sound meditations. And I'm not sure if it translated well. I hope it did. 
Um, but it's very, very soothing, and it really helps you to begin to entrain to the multiple frequencies and overtones that are happening just from this one instrument. It's wonderful to just even hear it. Um, for for me, who's in person here with it, there is a vibration where you can f- almost feel the vibration through your body if you allow yourself to. So that was quite beautiful. So the second instrument that I'm going to actually uh, introduce is called a shruti box. A shruti? Shruti box, Okay. Yes. And it's an Indian instrument typically used uh, with the voice. And it's similar. Some of you might know what a harmonium is. Uh, this is the fixed vel- bellow version of it. So a harmonium has a piano keys. Okay. Uh, the shruti box has just the bellows. You can change the notes, um, but it's used as a, as a drone. And so I'm going to do just a, a minute or two, maybe three, sure. of uh, some overtone singing, which I also do. Okay. And the Shruti box. That's quite interesting. So that is, um, it's a bellowed drone instrument. And like I said, it, it's utilized with voice. Uh, and the overtone singing I do is a way that <clears throat> some people might be familiar with Tuvan throat singers. That's one form of overtone singing where they're getting very low and they're splitting their voice. So those overtones I, I was talking about. Yeah, what, right, so in the way that that um, singing bowl 
produced a series of overtones, our voice can do the same thing. Amazing. So it requires a lot of practice, but I'll just you know give you an example. You heard multiple, like, dee, 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 you know, uh-huh. these sounds yeah. happening, but a fundamental tone staying the same. Sure. So that's overtone singing, and it's very, it's, it has this transporting quality that is really, I think, helps, um, and I enjoy doing it. So is that why certain yogas will also add in, you know, chanting and... Oh, sure. There, I mean, there's a whole science of mantras and chanting that exists. Right. Um, it's... And obviously, m- mantras are very, very powerful. I mean, many of them have been around for a very long time. Um, and in general, chanting, yes. Yeah. So those have specific intentions, and they're packaged with sound. So that makes them that much more powerful. That's the belief, right? Wow. So when I use overtone singing with this instrument, it's uh, not particularly you know, introducing uh, like a specific mantra per se, um, but it is uh, creating a complex sonic experience. So that it's if you look at sound as nutrition, okay, which is another way of looking at it. Sure, um, there's a lot to talk about with that, and maybe that's another time. But um, but the complexity of all of these overtones really only have a positive effect in in the sound bath or sound bath has anyone you know and you've worked with tons of clients has anyone have had like a negative experience when working with you or i wouldn't actually let me take the judgment out of that by saying negative has anyone had an experience that they were very uncomfortable um if that did happen hypothetically which maybe it has or maybe it hasn't how does one move through that it has happened okay uh because we, anytime we walk into a situation, we, we clearly have some set of expectations. Absolutely. Uh, and, or we haven't considered it and there's some stuff going on in the subconscious that uh, is, is about to erupt. Yes. And so uh, there have definitely been people who have walked in. And the way that I preface whether I'm working with an individual on a sound therapy treatment or... Uh, particularly when I'm working with groups, because I can't attend to, to every individual. Of course. I always encourage, we begin with breath work, and I mention that there is the possibility you could have a moment that the sound uh, invokes a sense of uneasiness. Mm. If that happens, you just, you always have to go back to your breath. If you're, if you know how to just begin to focus on just the slow, repetitious rhythm of your breath. Sure. Um, oftentimes, it will that that feeling will subside, and you can sort of slip back into the experience. Right. But it's worth taking note what that felt like, what came to, and yeah. Then, and then either people will talk to it, to me about it afterwards, or or they won't. Uh, right. And but it's. It's uh, it requires further investigation. Of course, and it's such a good insight if you can see it as an opportunity of like there was something there for you, right? And to think right. about it, feel it. You know, we do circle therapy with or systematic desensitization, where it's like when they have an uncomfortable feeling, it's like, 
you know, in a safe place, let it come up and then, you know, go back to your calm, Mm -hmm. which sounds very similar to. Right. And it's, I think, as you said there, the most important thing is to feel safe in your environment. Yeah. There are a variety of uh, people who are doing, offering sound baths, sound meditations, some with uh, certification in the proper training, some without. And I think it's also important that if you want to explore this work, that just do a little research on who it is that's offering it mm-hmm. because obviously this and and a lot of other alternative therapies there lacks uh, regulation yep so that being said it's it i i have worked very hard on understanding what it means to create a safe environment and i think that's something that i just when i'm working with groups or individuals it's it's that they do feel safe so that they can have those feelings. Right, in a safe environment. Exactly. And, you know, I think that's such great advice because it doesn't matter what practitioner or person you're working with, just because they have wonderful reviews or you heard amazing things from someone about them, it doesn't always mean that it's the right person for, for you. Correct. Um, and so I think you're right, finding rapport and building that, like, trust and this is the right person for me or if something came up where you're like you know something doesn't fit quite right that's perfectly okay there's a bunch of people that do what you do it might take a little more work figuring out or traveling a little further but um most importantly with any time anytime i think you're putting that self-work in and you're seeking out somebody who could be a facilitator to help you get through this is always trust your Instincts, mm-hmm. and I think we oftentimes we we it's not been supported in our culture to to actually spend the time to learn that voice and what that those feelings are of just having your your own intuition and right. instinct. And I would always tell my listeners um, on episode three of the Mental Sherpa show, we actually had Dr. Nadia Friedman, who is an analyst um, and psychiatrist, come on to talk about emotional. Uh, tolerance and how to begin to open up your mind and your body to be more comfortable with some of those what people would coin negative emotions or the heavier ones um, and learning different tips and tools with that so it's funny how all of this you know therapy really is about getting to know the self and getting comfortable in the self yeah understanding and then and then you become more receptive not only to, not only to your own experience, but to others' experiences and the world that we're creating together. Wonderful. Well, Nate, it's been such a pleasure. As we just wrap up here, is there a message that you'd like to leave my listeners with about anything at all? Uh, love yourself. If we can begin to do that, we can love others. Uh, sound is fantastic. I encourage you to search, explore. Please, you can go to my site ntmsoundhealing.com or nathanthomasmartinez.com it'll lead you to the same website and just uh, if you have any questions there are a variety of techniques and uh, exercises that also work that help with stress and relaxation that utilize sound in our voice Um, and I encourage you to reach out and we can carry on the conversation amazing thank you so much for being here today this has been insightful Um, it's been a pleasure working with you and I look to do some more work with you in the future I would love that too thank you All right, to my listeners I will see you next week for another episode of the Mental Sherpa have a great day
Thank you again for tuning into Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli hopes you'll join her for another edition next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a nice week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.